Hi, I'm Katie Page. And I'm Paul Ashton. And we made a comedy feature film called This Isn't Funny that Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro helped us produce. Along with us, it stars Anthony LaPaglia, Eddie Gathegi, Mimi Rogers, David Pasquese, Chia Caridis, and Danielle Panabaker. And it features some hilarious stand-up comedy from Beth Stelling, Ahmed Barucha, Will Weldon, and Katie. And you can stream the film right now in the U.S. store of iTunes, on Google Play, and at Amazon. And if you like it, please tell your friends, share it, and rate it. Thanks so much, guys. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after-shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another after show for Moonbeam City. I am one of your hosts, the Internet Soapbox Mark, joined as always by my good friend and confidant, Mr. Confidant, Mr. Greg Goodness. Confident, confidant, Con- confidential confidant. Confidant, I can talk. No worries, dude. I'm sorry. It's all good. How you doing? I'm doing great because I just saw a fantastic episode of Moonbeam City. The the quality, and we've been talking about it week after week, the quality of these episodes has been just upped and upped and upped as the week goes by. And now we're hitting episode number seven, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. Entitled, CopCon. Yes, CopCon, aptly named. We had this teased when we had the nightclub band, or just nightclub. I, I just I go by Twitter accounts, so I, I do that all the time. <laughs> so when we had nightclub in, they were like, oh, CopCon's next. That one's going to be good. And one of the big selling points for this episode on social media has was Rob Lowe gets a song. Mm-hmm. Never know what you expect with <laughs> Moonbeam City. And, and I get, we'll get there when we talk about music. But uh, what the, I mean, the big, the biggest thing that came from this episode was we learned more about Daz and Pizzazz's relationship. Their weird pseudo sexual tension unspeakable shame. 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 Why? Uh, <laughs> by the way, those are just... <laughs> I, I can't fully explain <laughs> it, but that is the most perfect summation of sex talk that I've ever heard. It is just, why? Why? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, mm, these just sort of weird, abrupt shouting noises. It's horrifying, but also completely relatable. Completely wonderful. Mm-hmm. I uh, this this was this was the most. I said it several times while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. This was the most dense episode yet. Because like notes, you ha- you can't you you can't if you had maybe an hour and a half to watch <laughs> this in super slow motion and like pause after every every big thing, you could take a note of everything. So we're gonna try to do our best to cover as much uh, as we can. As you know, we we do storylines and advancements as, and concepts mm-hmm. instead of just uh, watching the episode. Because I I we need to go back and watch this episode several more times. Uh, we got when it, when it comes to Daz and Pizzazz, this seems like just a CopCon thing, but it also seemed after CopCon was over, it was like we'll never do this again, except for one more time. So it it that's that feels like that's what the relationship was left at. Yeah, because 
leading up to this throughout the entire series, you get the impression that these two are just total antagonists to one another. They are polar opposites. They're complete enemies. And I did not read the sexual tension. Whenever Rob Lowe, Dazzle, makes advances on her, it's always rejected. It's always this weird butting of heads. He was sleeping with his sister as early as last week. Mm -hmm. And to jump in now, it does seem like this was just a CopCon thing. That this is some sort of magical aura of CopCon that makes them shed their pants and decide that whenever there's two and a quarter minutes free, they need to get it on. It was nice to see Vex Malari back. Like you can get John back for whatever reason, and I know Scott's a big fan of his. So, so to hear him again, and he has he has two poses for animation. He's got his hands in his pocket, or one hand in his pocket, and one holding a microphone, and that's it. Any other time, you see different versions of that model being shown on screen. Um, so that that was fun. What was your what was your favorite part about CopCon? Favorite part about CopCon, uh, probably the RoboCop reference to mm-hmm. the Interobot. Interobot. Uh, and just how much mileage they got out of that. And But they followed they followed one of the main rules of comedy, which is the mm-hmm. rules, rule of threes. We only saw him three times for three different jokes, and it was never super pushed on you. So I it that's using their time to the utmost ability. But that's just like, it's a throwaway gag. In yeah. any other show, this was just like, oh yeah, we, we did the parody of, of RoboCop. They got the thing. You get it? But this was no. Not only are we going to establish that this is a thing, but we are going to establish that this robot is capable of taking bribes. And then we're going to add Wink. in a romantic subplot. I mean, <laughs> if, if anything... If this if this show gets any sort of a Tumblr following, they just made a new ship. That's that's what they did. Um, Chrisobot, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Intero Chris, I, um, I'm sorry for doing that. No, you know, and I totally loved. While we're on the subject of uh, Daz and Pizzazz, I love the family dynamic that they had going into the top of this episode, mm-hmm. where it's him, uh, it's Daz and Pizzazz in the front, and then Rad and Chrysalis in the back, and they're fighting, and it's just like, it's this perfect little setup of, no, we're like the four main people. That's I know that you talk with, was it Rick and Forensics? Yeah. Who, the, who the hell is Rick? What kind of name is Rick? <laughs> and that's something that we get from them often with the breaking of the fourth wall. And this was mm-hmm. a subtle enough way to do it that mm-hmm. makes you go, oh, that's pretty fun. That's pretty great. Um, and and I, you never really, you, or rather, you think about it more after you see the four of them together and placed in that sort of an environment. Mm-hmm. But Rad is kind of like Pizzazz's like reject, like third son, at least the way that she that he's treated. Mm-hmm. Um, this re- reject dork that he always can go to her for something. She's like, fine, whatever, Rad. And Chrysalis is trying to go through Daz as a like respected confidant. Uh, like teacher sort of a thing so they, that came together as like a weird Brady Bunch type of deal yeah you know and it's interesting because not to get too far ahead we're mm. going to talk a little bit more about the pacing of the show and for me phenomenal uh, for this sort of like madcap comedy for what it is but this was reminiscent to me of if you've ever seen Parks and Rec I think they have an episode in God, I want to say it's like season four or five that pretty much mirrors that scene where mm-hmm. uh, it's 
uh, Leslie Nope and Ron in the front, and then oh God, who is it? I want to say Aziz uh, and uh, is it Aubrey Plaza's character in the back? And it is very much that family dynamic. But that show took again multiple seasons to get there, yeah. and this show is so self-aware and so breakneck that they're like, no, we're just one season in, and we're already going to start making these sort of meta self-aware jokes of, yeah, it's a family dynamic, and yeah, there are other people, but man, there better be an interesting storyline coming mm-hmm. out of you this episode. Like, interesting stories just tend to find them. Like, they're the, right. quote-unquote, the most interesting. I thought we would get a joke about these, like, I mean, we kind of did with the, the firefighter episode, I guess, but, like, four other characters in the police force mm-hmm. that have equally as... Uh, exciting adventures that we never see and it's just always kind of in the background because there was there's a couple I don't remember the show exactly but there there is a show and it was Community there's mm-hmm. an episode of Community where a bed just totally in the background mm-hmm. helped like helps uh, a pregnant student like give birth on, like when it happens like more of that sort of stuff where you do rewatch it and you go all the, look at all of this 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 is in a live area and not everything that happens on the front of the screen is what's happening in this world but for for the purposes of this show it has to be no it's just these four people there's always <laughs> these four there's always a this there's always a that um and just like we'll go back to chrysalis but rad <laughs> is the i just hyper hydrosis of the taint <laughs> um staying in the hotel room looking up not even not even buying mm-hmm. but browsing softcore as it was put in the in the episode uh the gentlest foreplay <laughs> That's a good one. Which, again, like, for a show that can go so insane and so off the walls in their descriptions, we need only look at the menu items in that cop restaurant. The restaurant. Something that just, it hits so uncomfortably (laughs) true to real life to describe that as the gentlest of foreplay. It's like I'm going to touch your lower your lower ankle. Ooh, hotel. We got some hotel business happening here. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the restaurant, but with, with yeah. Rad, we saw him. As long as he looks cool to himself, <laughs> no matter what he does, if, no matter how lame, he'll do it if he thinks he's the coolest. Right. Like Radcon, he's got three people there. Mm. Uh, or or with the uh, getting in the car, he brought all of the luggage. Yeah. And just like, well, I guess I'm the person who has to ride with you. But he's just the saddest person. <laughs> I loved how we managed to throw the anarchy symbol into Radcon going up against Copcon. And what was that outfit he was wearing? Like just a weird trench coat. It seemed like there was some sort of like almost MC Hammer like aspect. It's like a going ruffle neck it. trench coat. That has to be a reference to something. Ugh. That can't be just a random thing. That has to be something that I. It's a personal failing on my part that I'm not. Catching. Maybe something from the Warriors. I want to say maybe, maybe. but also shout out, to the, dig it. shout out to the animation team for making the saddest group of cops to join up for Radcon ever. And not even that doesn't even include Skit, <laughs> Chrysalis's uh, stalker slash number one fan. Well, now but, we're on the topic of Chrysalis. Like we have to talk about her for this episode. Yeah. And, 
what her role in all of this was. Her her continually evolving lameness. <laughs> like she's still she's still technically the lamest character, mm-hmm. but she's the she's still the most She's she's still our window into this world, mm-hmm. uh, but they let her have her moments of extreme character. Like her uh, her panel was like a crime prevention panel, and she had all of these graphs and mm-hmm. uh, and notes and anything. Hours three worth people of thrilling graphics. <laughs> she, had, she had three people there, including Skit, mm-hmm. uh, who asked her to the CopCon prom, CopCon <laughs> CopCon Cop prom. Uh, <laughs> They, uh, they, they're just trying to tongue tie them. I can't wait to see bloopers of of them in the booth. I think it'll be damn entertaining. <laughs> um, but Chrysalis is then like most women at at conventions, um, or most yeah most most women at conventions is followed along by somebody who just dis- just discovered them. And in the course of this episode, we see Skit think she's pretty and ask her what she likes from like. Afar, yards yeah. away to having a full picture shirt of her um, that's so disturbing that weird print although I probably would buy that that's t-shirt. the thing is I think <laughs> I think that they have a they have an awesome merchandising pro- opportunity there because it's so <laughs> stupid and off the wall that if they sell it people would wear it and because it's an animated show and it has mm-hmm. this style that animations or that art style mm-hmm. people wouldn't think that it's from a show people would just think oh it's that is that was this some famous thing from the 80s that all of a sudden caught fire mm-hmm. and then moonbeam city uh and then evolving into total cosplay at the copcom cop <laughs> copcom cop prom and just a scary individual right but also again totally self-aware mm-hmm. in that Chrysalis is, and again, the show is very much in on the joke, but yeah. the quote-unquote boring character in all of this, that's that's her game, mm-hmm. right? Is, that's oh no, the eyeglass factory, right? <laughs> but to have an insanely devoted following of someone who's making up Chrysalis fan fiction. Yep. And let's not talk about that cover. That, that, was, that was just like, you need to go. Yeah. Just go. You need to go, sir. <laughs> you are no longer allowed at the CopCon cop prom. Cop prom. Damn it, I almost had it. Working on it. Read it. Actually, it, no, you probably shouldn't read this. I think just it was... Instantly. Yeah. Uh, but again, she's also having some real kick-ass moments in this mm-hmm. episode. She manages to take down the baddie, Rick. She <laughs> is she is the only truly competent cop mm-hmm. on the force for all her bumbling and lameness she is an actual police officer, and she knows more of the people in the fo- on the force. Like, like we saw uh, previously with the uh, the glitzer train. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, no, let's go to let's go to this guy. Like, she knows the people, and uh, like she's going to be the person that the people who don't know everybody for some even pizzazz who doesn't te- doesn't tend to know everybody on the damn force even though it's her force mm-hmm. um she's gonna continue to be our window and i do like that and it's just it's a funny joke too it's yeah. the guy that nobody's seen because you don't talk to anybody <laughs> that, was, that was a great great use of that joke yeah but i'm enjoying seeing her evolution as a character too mm-hmm. not only in that you know she's having more to do but also we're getting more of her comedic style and her comedic voice where she doesn't have to just be like, oh, Chris, last womp womp. But she gets to get a few wisecracks in herself and have something to do throughout these episodes. Yeah, like she, cool. she does get to be the, quote unquote, get to be the butt of the joke, like mm-hmm. with Rad in the in the back of the car. But she's like, there. there's some fun messaging in this where 
Chrysalis in the beginning is is in, whether this is your first episode or you've been watching all season, you, which you should be watching you should the be, whole season. Uh, you get introduced to her as a lame character with her panel, and then you see how, despite being lame, she's the most competent person there, right. and, it, and it shows how, like, it it kind of tackles a character trope, mm-hmm. but it also shows the opportunity that different types of people can do different sorts of things and it's it's a weird way that it did that and also with the overarching message of uh how how effective how how not effective i guess police like intervention can affect an area well let's talk about that because Mm -hmm. that was an entire subplot of this episode like you say subplot but it was probably only four to five minutes like not even a whole half it's just quick cuts here we got a a song out of it Mm -hmm. but it was just quick stuff to to start the episode and it had buttons at almost every commercial and to end it yeah and and I would even like just for the amount of time that was spent, it was definitely the B plot. Yeah, and just to clarify what we're talking about here, you know, at the top of the episode, because it is Copcon, mm-hmm. the police broker into an agreement with all the local gangs that no one is going to commit any crime this weekend. But no, no one's going to do crime, right? As soon as the cops are gone, everyone realizes, oh. Now that the cops aren't shooting at us and mm-hmm. harassing us, we can go out and we can build a better community. <laughs> With birds chirping and random spontaneous song breaking out. Circle of life, man. It's happening in our community. Before I forget, by the way, uh, n- probably a reference to the Titmouse logo, that mm-hmm. little blue bird at yeah. the end of episode one with the winking. Uh, just had to throw that out there. Uh, that's probably a thing. It's a nice nice way to get an Easter egg yeah. in there. But, point being, pretty edgy in the grand scheme of things for an animated show to take the position of, wow, if only cops weren't shooting everybody. If there wasn't as much police oversight, it mm-hmm. would give more people an advantage to be better people. Because right. without the cops bringing them down your neck, you don't feel like you have to do something. So, mm-hmm. and per- certainly, I'm not taking a position one way or the other. No, but it's definitely interesting to see that in a show, and especially a show like this. Yeah, uh, something that isn't as topical as, say, South Park. Mm-hmm. Something where they have to really commit down on paper months in advance. Like, all right, this is where we're going. So it's interesting to see that well, in addition to having a diarrhea gun, we can also get some pretty insane social commentary. The diarrhealizer <laughs> is, is what the gun was called. I'm sorry, diarrhealizer. Yeah, that's fine. And actually, South Park, in order to stay current, is on like a weekly... They, they're on a weekly basis. Yeah, seven days to air. Mm. Yeah, that whole... And, sh- dick. And they're... And they're... Uh, Giving their teams a break every, like every three weeks is why Moonbeam City is off every three weeks, so everybody can kind of have a have a week off and enjoy their time instead of going ten weeks, thirteen weeks, however long it is, with just full full bore. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk. Or while while we're on music, mm-hmm. I guess let's. So, um, leave leaving the H was our song of hope. <laughs> Uh, well, we had two songs we in did. this episode. We had Leaving the H, and then we had 
just the completely insane Elvis-esque country impersonation of cop, cop. Cop this town. Cop this town. When I say cop, you say cop, 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 cop. It's, it's, oh my God. And, and Daz can't play the guitar for whatsoever. <laughs> so, so like I, I mentioned on the top of the show, Rob Lowe gets a song. The last thing that anybody would expect is a rockabilly number. And and for all and all for in terms of Dazzle, when the hell does Dazzle have a flippin' rockabilly band? And the name was so long and everything was going so fast I couldn't even write it down. Yeah, no, I didn't catch the name of it either. It's one of those things where again, it's the age of DVR and Netflix and Hulu, like having that playback function is amazing. But, yeah, it's nice that the show is able to mix it up, that we're so steeped in this 80s aesthetic, but then to be able to break into a rockabilly number, it's like, I really, really respect this show for being able to flex its muscles and for not being afraid to go out and saying, like, look, this is what we're doing this week. You can either get on board or... Or you can get, get off. out. Yeah. But Lord knows, I don't want to get out. I want to stay on for the full roller coaster that is this show. Give me the full glitz. I'll pop it in my <laughs> ear. I will just be high as a kite, freaking out. Um, so with that, we wanted to take a moment to uh, thank Nightclub Band. Oh, my or God. Nightclub. I keep doing it, to thank Nightclub. Yes. Uh, they, they were on our last episode two weeks ago because we, we did take the break. Mm-hmm. Last week... The Moonbeam City soundtrack came out on November sixth, and dude, um, I'm I'm listening to the uh, to the songs that we know as they happen. Um, I'm leaving Rad is sad uh, to uh, when we get the epi- to when we get the actual episode. You want the full experience? Definitely, one hundred percent. We've got stuff like the Moonbeam City theme. Of course, we played a little bit of the original track uh, to start the show, uh, Aquatica. So we got we've got all that. How could you not? pick up Aquatica. Even just How for Aquatica. How could you not listen to that over and over again? Uh, Welcome to CopCon, which was an instrumental track that, <laughs> that I listened to. Uh, Cop This Town, The Dolphin Race, Sky Dancer, <laughs> Flight of the Windstress, um, Thin Neon Line, Leaving the H is on there. There's there's some uh, great stuff on here, so um, we, we have a proposition for you. Ooh, uh, a proposition, you say? Yes, of course. Go on to uh, to help this show excel and to help us get more guests like Nightclub. Uh, we we need you to help us spread the word, and there's a super easy way to do it. Don't, like, first of all, tell your friends, of course. But second of all, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, all you got to do is hit that review button, leave us however many stars you want. And uh, leave us a, a, a word review as well, so that we know who does it. Uh, if we get ten reviews before the end of the show, we're going to give away a copy of the soundtrack, whether it's a digital or a physical copy, depending on uh, actual delivery and if if it, it's... preferences and that sort of thing. And if it's actually released, because we know there's going to be a little bit of a delay. We know that's going to be on vinyl, this, that, the other thing. It might be easiest just to do digital, so we'll probably just do digital. But if you want a free copy of the soundtrack, help us out. We're trying to get the word out about the show. We're trying to get more people in here, like Scott, mm-hmm. maybe even Rob Lowe. Who knows? Probably not. But uh, <laughs> uh, So yes, just go to iTunes, look up Moonbeam City After Buzz TV, leave a review. Uh, be honest. You don't have to, like, we, we know that we want the show to grow as well. So please leave us a review. If we get ten reviews, we're going to randomly pick a reviewer, and we're going to get you a copy of the Moonbeam City soundtrack by Nightclub. 
And if you're watching on YouTube, we always appreciate the YouTube comments as we well. Do. I got to give a few shout outs from uh, all the way back in episode three. We got people uh, commenting on it. Pedium 1.17. Nope, that's just a dot on my screen. Pedium <laughs> 117. No need for a period. Saying this show is going to freak out stoners late at night. Pedium, this show is going to freak out everybody. Seriously. At all hours. Uh, I don't think you need to be on drugs or at a specific hour to get freaked <laughs> out. Any chance you can get the Titmouse guys on the show? All right, we got. We, we did get some contacts from uh, from nightclub, so um, we're gonna we're gonna look through those and see what we can do. See if we can get somebody on Skype if they if they actually if they're the folks in Canada or if they're if there's anybody in town. So we are, we actually are working on that. Yeah, and also Jataro Cujo, probably slaughtering the pronunciation on that, nice. but. We were talking about Daz's mom, and he says, I think his mom is alive. Maybe in an episode they ask him why he lied, and he said that she was dead to me. As in, like, oh, well, my mom is dead to me. I would love to see Daz's mom make an appearance and yeah. see what exactly spawned all that. Granted, it's in the canon that he's dead, or that she is dead, rather. But Lord knows, we've seen a ton of crazy stuff come out of this show. Seriously. So I don't think it's that unrealistic to bring a dead character back to life. We saw a broken jaw a broken oh frozen jaw talking on the ground as he died to Christmas is dead yeah so and i not think Christmas, that sorry pizzazz yeah. yeah so i think that it's well within the realm of possibility joe taro and thank you for leaving a comment yes and thank you to everybody that. who's left a comment a rating a thumbs up even a thumbs down but don't do that uh, <laughs> and make sure to head to itunes uh we want to give away that soundtrack man or woman mm-hmm. uh and and in terms of of daz's mom i could totally see just Daz with like pizzazz hair and also voiced by Rob Lowe. Oh, like, God. <laughs> I, there are so many things that, that we could probably see. Or hopefully we don't get something like a Mallory Archer situation. But e- either way, either way, we're, we're excited to see this world expand. We've already seen uh, Pizzazz's family, we've seen Chrysalis's family. So, Rad and Daz are really the last two folks' family we need to see. Oh my god. Can you imagine what Rad's family has to look like? <laughs> I would like to imagine that they're the coolest people ever. Like, uh, th- like they they had a son. That's Rad. We'll call him Rad because he's going to be the raddest dude and he ends up being just a total doof. Just the lamest. And and you get like... Poor the, Rad. And, and you get like his dad voiced by like Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Who, who is the coolest guy? And then uh, who's who's the coolest woman? Who's like who's the coolest female actor you can think of? Uh, Other than like Elizabeth Mila Banks. Kunis. I don't know. That works for me. Yeah, yeah. And, Mila, and Mila Kunis is the mom, and you get rad out of those two. Dude, I'd be so down. I've just insulted every actress who isn't Mila Kunis. They're like, no, I'm the coolest actress. I don't think. I don't think that's nah. That's that's a personal preference thing. Nobody can get mad at you about that. Okay. Don't worry. Fair enough. Send your hate mail, too. No, don't yeah, worry about that. please. No. I would love... <laughs> if I can get famous celebrities sending me hate mail, great. Fantastic. And, and one nice thing from Mila Kunis. Yes. Uh, we, we started talking about the pace. This episode moved at a frantic pace, but they gave you every piece of information that you needed to know while having plenty of time for jokes. Yeah. I mean, really fantastic pacing, mirroring the kind of stuff that you see on Adult Swim, specifically mm-hmm. uh, the Titmouse Prior 
saga of Metalocalypse, mm. something where you take an absolutely insane premise, something that is so big to begin with, like CopCon, and then blow it out even further, where it's not just CopCon, but we're also having... CopCon prom and we're mm -hmm. also having a musical number where the gangs are able to rejuvenate the streets because all the cops are away but like you just said you got just enough of everything that you needed mm -hmm. that it wasn't like oh wait what happened here what was going on it's it's very quick but it all lines up mm -hmm. it all makes sense it all follows and there's enough like with Rad, you know enough about Rad mm -hmm. to put the two together between him on a dumpster talking to three people mm -hmm. to them trying to take over Capcom Prom. Yeah, like you, you can put the those to you can put the situation together. Like, right, I'd like to see that scene at some point, but for this twenty-two minute cut, worked wonderfully. Yeah. You know, it's really taken the best of sort of both worlds of the, and I keep referencing Adult Swim, even though we're obviously on Comedy Central. Great but, place to do it, though. You know, it really does take sort of the best of uh, both worlds, where it's something like The Simpsons, where it is a well-constructed plot, it mm -hmm. is clear, um, and you have sort of the chaotic elements of something like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but whereas Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like 12-ounce mouse, are just completely all over the place and in show, terms shows of Shows about nothing. Yeah, it, you, just all over the place in terms of their structure. This is, oh, I can actually follow along with this, and I can actually appreciate this from a plotting standpoint, too, so that it's not just complete insanity and mm -hmm. you're strapping in and enjoying you know, the ride, although for Moonbeam City, you do need to strap in to a certain Seriously. extent, too. But the, they give you just enough of the characters to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. It's not like, hey, look, this is happening! It, it, it's There's a lot of implication. Yeah. And that that's what I like about it. Whether it's on purpose or not, like, that that's just the sign of a good character and good writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, terms, in terms of jokes, we <laughs> know that they love silliness. Putting Michael, well, I mean, I know it was Scott because he, he does Michael McDonald a damn time. Um, or at least he did. Uh, having him be in uh, Leave the H or Leaving the H oh, for, for no, just no reason other than just a couple, just that's all you need. Of course, Michael McDonald's in the song. Right. It's about hope and stuff. And then, of course, the restaurant where that. That location was literally just for puns, just for police food puns. And again, becoming so self-aware, mm -hmm. this show, that okay, this is what we're known for at this point. This is like what we do is insane names. We've got two of them, actually, in this episode with Rick. What kind of name is Rick? Yes. Very self-aware. <laughs> but also... It's like, <laughs> uh, we're out of food. Then why did you even ask us? Pretty funny menu. <laughs> Pretty funny menu. Gotta admit... <laughs> And just the blatant laying out of what other items do you have what, on the menu? That you haven't said out loud. Yeah. We'll take all of them. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. So stupid. Uh, like uh, boys and blueberry pancakes or something. Whatever. Whatever. If you, uh, God. You couldn't even take them all down. Like, no. I was trying impossible. to start, as we've done with other lists. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this one, this one, and this one. This was so rapid fire. It was just, I'm going to, it was a big, I'm trying to do the weird uh, little record, like record scratch. scratch. Yeah, the little whatever. I'm trying to swear on the air, guys. Oh, that's fine. Don't swear on the air. But, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to say, it was just a giant, like, 
compare you to the audience, yeah. in, but in the best possible way. I wonder something that that I I would love just for the for the terms of the show. Now that we do kind of have have a bit of a channel to uh, creative on the show, if they could just send us a file of that sensor noise. <laughs> So that we could cue it whenever we want to curse on the show, I, or like not close to imply cursing on the show, that would be the coolest thing. And then just for measure, send us the death clock one for no reason. But uh, <laughs> this just send us everything. Send yeah, us everything you have. Please. Send us all of your assets. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be good with them. I promise. Mm. The uh, what else? Oh, so uh, something else about the show. Since all of the cops were kind of contained, and mm-hmm. it was about peace, and and kind of well, it was about peace. Uh, all, the only crime happened when all of the cops were around. Uh, they kind of replaced the insane violence, and they, we had some like we had sex illusion. We didn't have a lot of sex jokes uh, with the softcore kind of being the biggest one. Mm-hmm. They kind of replaced it with the the diarrhealizer with 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 poop jokes with scatological humor. Right? How do you think that new th- and and I mean we've seen Rad with like the last time when Rad. Pooped in the sewer and a little bit of poop got in his mouth and he didn't know if it was his poop or other poop and he kind of he ate the poop and he kind of liked it. Um, What's wrong with me? What what an ass! Um, (laughs) How do you like? So we've been seeing it rotate a lot more with the insane violence, the insane sex, and the insane scat. What like? How do you feel bad that we're breaking down the show into like these are the three categories? Well, that I mean, that's we've we've noticed a pattern. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't necessarily consider it a slight, but they Mm -hmm. they're like okay, so let's tone this down. And we'll kind of do a little bit more of this, and we'll do that instead of throwing it all on the all of the science on the wall to see what sticks. They're they're going okay, this works if we use this enough, and like we'll put this at forty percent, and this at like twenty percent, and this at twenty percent. I imagine a bizarre pie chart, you know, where you can see per episode. Okay, we're breaking it down: violence, sex, poop. Which I feel, like, yeah, pillars of comedy, of course. But, yeah, it was, I think, again, it's finding a nice balance uh, in this episode where it's not something that you have to go too over the top with. But certainly it's like, yeah, it's a mainstay of comedy. Are you not going to acknowledge it? Are you not going to do poop jokes? Of course you are. It's a show on Comedy Central. It's an animated show. And dang it, it's fun. It's going to be, dang it, it's fun. That's, there's your box quote, Greg Goodness. Dang it, it's fun. Um, I, it was, and it was just a good setup. Yeah. They, they showed it at the top of the show. They, they showed us that character again in the middle of the show to kind of remind us that he exists and that he had that gun. Mm-hmm. And then we see it at the end on Rad and his, his group of ne'er do wells mm-hmm. of all ages and, and, and ranks and such. But, uh, just poor Rad. That, that, Mm. I can't imagine how Rad is Sad is going to just lower him even more. The, uh, their teases were great, but also like, oh, jeez. How can we get Rad lower? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I certainly welcome that journey. Mm. I welcome that emotional roller coaster, seeing as how far Rad can fall. And hopefully maybe build him up again. Who knows? Yeah. Rad deserves a win every now and again. Hopefully, and that's why his his uh, position as playing the drug lord was kind of nice to see because he was like, oh, he's confident again. Good for him. Um, And hopefully with, like, they're they're knocking him down enough Mm -hmm. to where even the smallest thing, the the teeniest tiny thing is the biggest win and yet it's still that sad because he's rad. Of course. And he's bloody sad. Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to mention about this episode? 
stray observations. Do it. Uh, the hunk and the bitch on the bus stop ad at the end. Just so I weird. Looking. I don't know if it's a romance novel or if it's a movie, but probably a telenovela. Uh, it's hunk weird. We uh, I got another weird sort of. Uh, caption yeah. joke where it had to specify that Rad was off key in the captions. Oh, that Dazzle was off key. Yeah. Or sorry, yeah, that Dazzle was off key while yeah. he was doing his song. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see. I just kept writing insane, insane, insane. Already mm-hmm. talked about gentlest foreplay. Flux Nicholson. I don't know where that came from. St- uh, s- was it Stern Kimpari? Oh, Flu- uh, Flux Nicholson was the, the the guy with the diarealizer. Yeah, just fantastic names. Yeah. And again, shame, shame, shame. Why? Shame. Why? Shame. Oh, okay. And that's that. That's still one of my favorite things. It's so basic. It's a callback to the pilot, and you can and you can you can almost make sort of a slang mm-hmm. where uh, it's like that's uh, a. And it, that's funny. It kind of makes fun of uh, something from F- Fault in Our Stars, which is a book and a movie that came out. Okay was one of the big parts of their marketing. And now to to have, if you can change that to Dazzle and make it so, I might actually do that tonight. Uh, <laughs> have just, You're going to brew up some memes? Is that where this is going? Some memes, some images, okay. some merchandise. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, just the, the, the dedication to the side jokes. Yep. And not having them super overt, they they've established this is the place for these jokes. We're going to give them this place. That's where they're going to be. We're not going to do that outside. This is what Dazzle does when he has sex. He's going to have sex a lot, but that's the only place where this joke is. Just as an example, and that and they're they're using their time for that really well. Mm-hmm. And it's like episodes like this. Hopefully, we get an, like another dense one next week, where it just leaves you going. First of all, I want to watch this episode again. Second of all, I need more of this show in my life. I need more of this music in my life. Mm-hmm. Like this, there's For so sure. much that this show gives to the audience, and I'm very happy that we're doing an after show for it. Absolutely. So wonderful. Uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh, next week. We're gonna be covering episode eight, of course. That's flipping easy uh remember we're doing our itunes contest if you go to itunes leave a leave a review tell your friends once we get 10 we're going to be giving away a copy of the of the uh why, why can't i bring soundtrack i'm just so it's been a long day <laughs> uh we're giving away a copy of the soundtrack uh so thank you for watching uh mr greg goodness tell the folks where they can find you your projects what you're working on they can find me on the tweets at Greg Goodness, and again, you can check out my sketch comedy troupe, It's the Cops, speaking of cops, mm. uh, second Sunday of every month at I.O. West in beautiful Hollywood! That was beautiful. Thank you. That was really good. That's yeah, like a classic... I, yeah, I know it's good. Thank B-52. you. <laughs> I know, stop talking. Uh, but the, <laughs> How good, about you? Thank Where you. can they find you? You can find me on... The, I'm not going to steal your gimmick. You can find me on Twitter, at SoapboxMark. Uh, all sorts of stuff on the network recently. Uh, Jedi Alliance on Monday. Next week we're doing uh, another video game anatomy. Uh, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, because the new game came out. We're going to yeah. do the second movie. Um, tomorrow, well, tomorrow, if you're watching this live, we're doing watch-alongs for all of the Star Wars movies leading up 
to The Force Awakens. Tomorrow we're doing episode four. Good lord. Yeah. We've already done one through three. We did them all super quick, and now we're on four, five, and six, so we're doing four. I'm so sorry. I, oh, I have to watch <laughs> Star Wars again. Uh, no, I actually found a new appreciation for one, two, and three. It's actually, it was really it was a really nice experience to get. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, all the wrestling shows here. NXT, Breaking Ground, so much stuff. Just follow me on Twitter, Soapbox Mark. Keep in the loop. Uh, thank you for great goodness. Uh, we will see you next week in Moonbeam City. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.